You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Um, For those of you who have been listening, I'm so grateful. And we just got some numbers and just found out that we have a much bigger listenership than I had expected or that I knew about. So I'm so grateful that you guys are tuning into Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. I am Jamie McDonald, your host, your very gracious, grateful host, here talking about and talking to great things about the pet industry. I am delighted on a daily basis to hear that people are finding easier ways to transition into the pet industry because I think that's a big part of why we started the show is to give people a place to go, some resources, some inspiration about how do they get into this giant $60 billion pet industry? What are the ways that people find themselves as an employee or as a volunteer? And that's not readily available. Our industry is very strange about that. It's very mysterious. How do I become a pet professional? Listen, that is the deal. That's not you. Trust me. That is really what happens in this industry. It's very hard. It's a, as a good friend of mine would say, it's a trail of breadcrumbs to become a dog trainer. And it really, really is. It's hard to figure out how to get into it. Now, granted, there are lots of different things. People are doing product development, um, opening up retail stores, working in corporate organizations, developing uh, nonprofit organizations, becoming groomers and trainers and opening up daycares. Listen, we can go on and on and on. There are so many places that your talents and your passions are desperately needed within the industry. And this show, Pets Mean Business, is hopefully a place that you can come to and go, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I could do that. I didn't know that. So it's about leveraging what you love and what your skill set is and merging it with what you love and your passion, which in this case would be pets. And we're not talking just dogs or cats. We're talking animals of all sorts. So there it is. And so today's guest, today's my lovely guest, who I've known P.S. for about 20 years. I can't pretend that that's not the case. Today's guest is a perfect and absolutely beautiful example of what I just talked about, where this person has done a wonderful job of taking her skill set, her training, her education, her background, and finding a place for that in a very significant way in the pet industry. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, dogs and cats, boys and girls of all ages, please welcome my guest, Denise Theobald. Denise, welcome to Pets Mean Business. Well, Jamie, I am so delighted to be here. I'm so excited to be able to tell my story. So thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Well, your story is a really good one, and it's really compelling, and and it really does, like I said, speak to just the, the innovation that's happening in the pet industry and what you're doing, and I can't wait to share it with everybody. What you're doing is truly innovative and truly life-changing for both practitioners and the pets that they serve. So I'm going to give a quick, just a little bit of information for you guys so you know who we're talking to. Like I said, this is uh, my good friend and colleague, Denise Theobald. Denise is the founder of a business here in Chicago, based in Chicago, called Chicago School of Canine Massage. Yes, that's right, guys. Chicago School of Canine Massage. That exists, and it is huge. Denise will talk about, after the break, really how big it is and what's happening within this industry. So Denise came from being a licensed human massage therapist for over 27 years, and P.S., one of the best massage therapists I've ever met. And now, over the last 17 years, she started working with animals. So for the first 10 years, we were humans, and now for the last 17 years, she's found a way to take her skill set and her talents and her and her abilities and, and point that in the direction of this industry. So she's nationally certified in human massage, and she's also now 
nationally certified in canine medical massage. She's also certified in veterinary massage and rehabilitation therapy. And she has studied animal massage through a tremendous, uh, just a huge variety of programs across the country and truly, truly became a pioneer and is a pioneer in the field of canine massage when she founded this canine massage business back in 98 called Petrosage. So that was a real, uh, Denise, that was, you were one of the first people to do that. Is that correct? Um, Yeah, I would say a handful across the country, but we really started in a small way and it has grown incredibly. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. So here you are, massage therapist for humans. All of a sudden you started massaging dogs and now you're teaching people how to massage dogs. I mean, that's the timeline. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're going to explore. That's what we're going to learn about and that's what we're going to be inspired by. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we'll be back with my beautiful, wonderful, talented and very magical handed Denise Theobald. We'll be right back. Do you know that moment when your dirty dog's about to jump in your nice, clean car? You can avoid all the cleanup and mess with a 4K9 seat cover. 4K9s makes heavy-duty seat covers and cargo liners that will blend seamlessly with the interior of your vehicle. You can find us at 4K9s.com. That's the number 4, K-N-I-N-E-S.com or on Amazon.com. 4K9s makes nothing but the best for your best friend. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's Jamie McDowell. I'm your host on Pets Mean Business on the tremendous and wonderful Pet Life Radio Network. That's right. This is a good network if you haven't uh, already explored some of the other shows, some of my co-hosts. I guess they're my co-hosts. I'm not sure what you would call them. My colleagal, my collegial hosts. Anyway, the other radio shows on this network are also incredible and worth a listen and an exploration. Some really good stuff out there. People really doing some cool things. But today we're doing some cool things by talking to Denise Theobald. And uh, as I mentioned before the break, Denise is the founder of Chicago School of Canine Massage and has been doing massage therapy for both people and animals for the last 27 years. And I, you know, the show is really designed... As I I always say, it's designed to help you listening right now, give you some ideas and some thoughts about how to transition into the pet industry or how to take a career that you already have and maybe do something different or add to it. So, Denise, welcome again. Happy to have you here and I can't wait to dive in. How in the world did you wake up one morning? I mean, I'm not so interested in how you became a massage therapist, although that is interesting. I don't want to focus on that because I think that that's a whole conversation in and of itself. I want to know, and I think everyone would want to know, how did you wake up one morning in 1998 and say, hmm, I think I want to massage my guy. What what happened? What happened? What was significant in your life that created that awareness and that desire? First off, let me say that, and I, I tell this to all of my clients and students that I started working in this industry when I was 10. So we'll, we'll just make that <laughs> the first fact. And, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. was kind of funny. A good friend of mine that I started my original business with, Petrosage, I uh, was sitting on my deck having a glass of wine and watching my three crazy big dogs running around the yard. And I am not kidding. They ran for two hours straight because the neighbor dog got a, a, a new dog and they were delighted about that. The light bulb went off going, I've always wanted to work with pets. I've always wanted to, particularly dogs. 
And I just thought, wow, these guys are going to need a post-event sports massage when they are done. My background is in athletic training and sports massage and clinical massage. And I don't know why it took me 10 years to realize that I could also offer this service to our canine companions and other animals as well. When you first said this out loud to, now obviously this was a conversation you were having internally, but when you first said the words out loud to your family, to your friends, to whoever is in your life, the person sitting next to you, how is that, how is that received? Because I think that's a big problem for some folks who are looking to make a transition to working with pets when they have an established career, a professional career in another field. So how was that for you when you said, hey guys, I think I'm going to start massaging dogs and start a company around that? Well, you know what? There were quite a few naysayers, like, are you crazy? But with my understanding of the power of touch and massage, I was really um, confident in my what basically came out of my mouth and, and that I knew the power of it. And that really translates into a very powerful message for people. If you say, oh, well, but my conviction for the work itself really has paved the way for this to happen. And uh, what I did realize at that time is there were no good programs out there teaching this work. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn a lot about the right things to do because the wrong things were being taught and still are. But it's uh, knowing the direction you want to go in is very powerful and that kind of paved my way. And that really has been your guiding light. I feel like, again, I've, uh, you know, I've known you, we've known each other for a long, long time. And uh, probably since you started Pet Rissage, right? Exactly. So since 98. And what I've seen in you and what's always been very inspiring from my perspective, and I'm sure many people share this, in fact, I know they do, is that you really did let your passion guide you into a direction that you are now, I mean, not only were you a pioneer back then in, you know, kind of paving the way for animal massage and pet massage to be a kind of an accepted practice, but now you're actually teaching other practitioners in a very uh, meaningful and a very uh, academic setting. Can you talk, let's just jump into that. Um, I know obviously we have a whole span of many, many years of you, of you learning about dogs and massaging dogs. And I think you were also at the same time, you still kept your human practice up, if I remember correctly. Yes? Yes. I um, had a combined human and canine practice up until about four years ago when I completely transitioned over to just working with dogs and had a standalone canine massage uh, practice for the last few years. And during that time have been developing a curriculum to teach people to actually do this uh, as a career choice. So what makes you feel like, how did you know that you were the right person to be that teacher? How did you know that you were the person that was going to be able to deliver this message to future canine massage therapists and animal massage therapists? How did you, how did you get your confidence to announce that part, that next level to the world? Well, you know what, uh, as they say in the dog training world, learning by trial and error is pretty uh, powerful. And basically by doing the work many, many years, doing the work, seeing the results, seeing how powerful this work can be, really set the tone about um, understanding the work that I did. And then interrelating constant learning on my end to understand our canine clients. And thanks to people like you and my propensity to continue that learning, I developed into a pretty uh, confident therapist and then from there went on to understand what was needed in the industry. 
and um, and then really learning different angles of the work to be able to teach it. So this is interesting because I think something that we, we've talked about on the show before and something that I feel like I have a lot of conversations around when people decide that they want to start a career, start a business, and this is for any industry, but we'll focus on the pet space, of course. It's much more relevant for us. When people make this decision that I'm going to do X, Y, Z, there's a process, there's a formula, there's some proven methods about how to go and recognize whether that's going to be a viable business, right? It's one thing to have an idea. It's second thing to find out whether there's a market for it. So I think what you've done beautifully, by the way, um, and it's proven out by the fact that all of your programs are sold out consistently, what you did is you decided or you found out a way, and I, I want to explore this with you, that you identified your market, you identified your customer, you identified other opportunities with those same customers, and you were able to create another program or other services to service their needs. And you continue to evolve that. How, I don't know if you even know, I don't know if you can even answer this because I think it is, again, trial error there's kind of a natural organic evolution, but how did you go about making sure that this was something that was going to actually put food on your table? Meaning not just massaging dogs, because I think that you could always find folks that are going to be interested in that. But let's talk about your school. The fact that you took it from being a practitioner and having your own pet massage business to starting to train other people. How did you know that that was what was needed and how did you determine your market for that? I do believe in the beginning, after you know attending a few programs that were in the country, in the world, teaching this work, and I do want to say that this work really, and when we talk about massage, I'm also talking about any way, any therapy that in which we are helping the dog as a whole, whether that be physically or for behavior issues, for the animal companion bond. There's so many facets of this work, and through the years, I realized that we have to get this information into the hands of many other people in the pet industry, and that includes the people that train dogs, that provide medical care for dogs, the the groomers, and the rehab professionals, and from all the bottom of my heart, the rescue and the shelter community, what this work does for all of those communities. So that really was my inspiration to teach this because, you know, I can go out and do it, but I need to teach people to go out and show that this work actually, how incredibly valuable it is. Well, also, too, I think that this is that whole concept of once you've really become an expert around something and you've really mastered something, and you're always learning, I get that. I would never say that you're, you know, no one's ever that, no one's ever, you know, Gandhi on the mountain. We're always uh, evolving and, and making sure that we, we're getting the most common, um, or the most current information and, and knowledge. But there's a point that you got to, and I'm hearing you say, this and this is there's a way of putting this which is that you realized you recognized and obviously some scalable way you recognize that in order to really have the impact that you know that this work could have on our on our animal companions on our companion animal community you knew that you had to distill that down through other people that you could only you Denise Theobald can only do so much and by teaching other people you are maximizing the effort and you're maximizing the ability and the engagement around people being able to use massage services does that make I I can't it's like a funny thing because it's hard to say to you well I'm teaching people because I want to reach more people and that it's it's you know I want to reach more animals how do you how do you speak to that how would you answer that like how do you contend with that Well, I I think you said it, Jamie. In a nutshell, it really is all about the animals. And if we can provide a way to 
basically touch more animals, no pun intended, <laughs> the animal community is going to be better for it. I use the example of uh, Temple Grandin. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't go out and just design farms for the betterment of these animals to have less stress and have more quality of life. She went and taught how to design these farms mm-hmm. and to integrate it into our farming community. So I, I feel the same way. Um, my program is very small, but if we really take the time to teach people so that they could go out and share it and share it the right way, because our industry in many ways is unregulated like the dog training community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we are giving people the right information and the tools to go out and not only do this work and do it well, but to be able to share it in so many capacities, particularly the dog training and rescue and shelter community. And I assume that when you're teaching, you're, I'm going to call, can we just define really quickly, who are your clients? When I say to you today, how many clients do you have? What, how do you answer that? Who are your clients? Oh, well, the, the clients range from um, <laughs> your, right. what people would typically think a massage client would be, an older dog with arthritis that's very sore and can't move, your sports dog, which is in the Chicagoland community is a pretty big population with agility and nose work and fly ball and all of the sports-related types of activities uh, right. for the weekend athletes. I mean, there's a lot of dogs, right, that, that are being reached and being helped and treated and, um, you know, completely invigorated by the work. But I'm asking you as an entrepreneur, right, let's have this conversation because I think it's really interesting because you are in a place, it's very lonely to be in your place because you don't have any, like, your colleague pool is very small. When I talk about your colleague pool, I mean, you are an educator, you're an entrepreneur, you are an innovator, you're a pioneer, you're doing things within the industry, within the industry, and you have clients, right? You have these clients. So when I, I guess my, I'm trying to figure out and kind of pull from you whether you consider your clients today the dogs that are served at the end of all of the training or are your clients the people that you're training to become massage therapists? Well, it used to be the clients, the dogs itself, and their pet parents. Right. Now, my direct focus is on the career training program and teaching people to go out and not only do this work, but to also go out and educate, whether that be teaching pet parent classes or whether that be even starting writing curriculums themselves. So really, and I think this is what I really want to get down to the core and really kind of um, explore with you, that your client focus has totally changed. I mean, you went from your client was a human being who had needed your service because of whatever reason, sports injury, relaxation, what have you. Then your client became the pet parent because they were the ones paying the bill. And then, of course, the animal that you were serving was your patient, so to speak. And then you transitioned into teaching classes for pet parents about how to massage their dogs, right? You became that person. And now your client are the people who are your students who will go out and do that work for you. So that's a really big transition to come from being a massage therapist in a room with a table and some massage oil and doing the work that you're very, very good at to now being in front of a classroom and designing curriculum and having a nationally recognized school and your clients being human beings. Really, at the end of the day, that's, I feel like that that's really the position and the place that you're in right now. What do you think about that? I agree. My target is to teach people to do this work with the focus of the animal. And might I add that? You might. uh, (laughs) 
Might I add that I, uh, one thing I do want to say is the challenge of teaching people to do this work is I think it is so much more difficult to teach this work than it is when I taught in the human massage world. Okay, stay um, right there. Stay right there. We're going to go to break because yeah. that is exactly, that's so awesome that you, um, I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't fishing for that, but that's cool that you just said that because I think that takes our conversation to a very cool and different direction around the challenges and around the, I think the big thrills. I mean, the, the accomplished feeling we get as educators when we can kind of infuse the pet piece, but also the, the difficulty surrounding that. So, you know what, hold on. We're going to just take a break because I'm really excited about this. I love talking to you about this and I feel like too, I've known you for a long time. I don't think we've ever had this conversation before so specifically I think we end up when we see each other we talk about you know all these other things but we never talk about like this which is who is your client and what are the challenges and what are the what are the highs and lows around um, working with those clients um, in the very specific way you are so on that note hold on for one second Denise we'll be right back everybody this is Jamie Migdal I'm your host on Pets Me Business we're talking about careers in working with animals and in this case we're talking about canine massage we'll be right back It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, you guys on the edge of your seats. Welcome back. It's Jamie McDonald, your host on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. And we're sitting here having a really cool and, you know, really unexpected conversation with my colleague and my friend, Denise Theobald. Denise, as I've mentioned now, is the founder of Chicago School of Canine Massage and has been working with animals for 17 years, working with people and animal people for over 27 years as a certified massage therapist. And she has developed a school. Her career path has been extraordinary. And so much, though, that her original original client when she first started out in her career was a person uh, in a very traditional massage setting. And now her clients, just because, you know, things always come full circle, are back with people again. All right. So she's gone through all of these things. And now we're back, Denise. Your clients are people. How is it different for you to be in a classroom full of how many people are in your classes typically? And how many, what's your, what's your typical class size? Well, we generally cap our classes to 10 students. Um, okay. We'd probably say that we are, one, is not the only most hands-on curriculum, I would say, in the world, our requirements for the hands-on learning. So we have to keep our classes relatively small. I get that. I get that. So it's usually about two instructors with 10 students. 
Okay, so before we went to break, a great ratio, by the way, before we went to break, we talked about you having to be the vessel, <laughs> if you will, of all of this, you know, 27 years of knowledge, and you, you know, you have, you created a program, an academic program in which you are passing that knowledge on to, I'm going to call them newbies, and, and my, give us a kind of a profile, a profile of your average client, or in this case, I will Obviously, your clients are students. Let's just make that real clear. What's a profile of a student coming into your program who you don't know, by the way? I don't want to, there's always the outlier of people who you've known for a long time. Let's take them out of the mix and let's just talk about someone who you don't know, who is now, uh, who has applied to your program and is now sitting in your classroom. What does that person look like? What's the makeup of that person? Well, I have to say, we get people from all over the world. Oh, wow. Uh, They can range anywhere from someone in the veterinary rehabilitation world to dog trainers, uh, groomers that are handling skills, to someone that just wants a career change. And not just just, that's that's really huge. Um, And what you said earlier was that communication and understanding the industry itself is really huge when we do get those people that have no prior experience with working with with animals. What's your percentage on that? Just I want to just kind of get a, I mean, and I know this isn't going to be accurate. I'm not looking for statistical analysis, but what do you say in terms of, you know, all of the clients and all the students that you've seen come through your program? How many would you say are career changers? I would say about 30 to 40 percent. Holy cow, that's a yeah. big, that's a big number. And the challenges that go with that is, you know, we have a pretty intensive program and it's pretty thorough, but I always find it's like when I started learning about animal behavior, you know, when I started taking dogs 17 years ago as clients, I was pretty lucky the first four or five years because I was a pet owner, pet parent back then, and I really didn't know a whole lot about canine and feline behavior. And I will say that my learning process has really changed the course of this work and the industry so much more that it used to be just clinical massage for the physical dog. And I would say that the working with dogs from a behavioral standpoint and being safe as a therapist has actually surpassed the work and the results in the pet industry with this work. So do you think that your clients slash students are one and the same? Where do you see the biggest shock from them? Like, is it that when they walk in, they think they're going to, you know, just be really just all focused on the physical, the tactical kind of approach? Or are they, I mean, they've got to be blown away by the fact that you are very focused on behavior and holistically and coming at this from a very holistic perspective. What are your challenges around that? And have you ever had to, if there's any specific story, have you ever had to really how hard has it been to get people to really acknowledge that this is really what the focus is? It's not so much the massage, it's really the dog as a whole. Or do people want that and expect that? I don't know. What's what's happening? Well, I think people are surprised by that. But after a few days into the curriculum, teaching the theory, the physiology behind it, why it is so important, and then seeing it in real life form... I think is incredibly eye-opening, and it's when I started learning from the best in the field of dog training, and you would be one of those, Jamie, because as one of my mentors, I really realized that we can't work with a client that doesn't trust you. So understanding who the animal is and what the interaction looks like is not only important, it's crucial in being able to then be able to go into a dog space, touch them, and touch them in many ways that is the most powerful form of communication. And I think that's where people don't understand that. 
particularly when we're working with dogs that are in the shelter community, rescue community, mm-hmm. fearful dogs, mm-hmm. and dogs that are in pain. Mm-hmm. So people at least know that massage has been proven to help with discomfort, pain, stress, but we can't work with those dogs if they don't trust us and let us work on them. So that's really so, a huge part. That's a huge part of what you're doing in your curriculum is you're making it not just about the the physical animal, but about the animal as a whole. I mean, which is why your program is so standout, which is why you are so exceptional at what you're doing and how you're doing it. What do you think? And this is, I, don't know, I guess, like there's a lot of opinions here on this, but what do you think are the, some of the greatest or the single greatest misconception from someone who is really desiring to work with animals but doesn't have uh, any formal animal background? What do you see as some of those some of those misconceptions? By the way, not just around massage. I'm talking about yeah. just generally speaking in the pet services in the pet services area. Well, I think the biggest misconception that uh, people that really want to work with animals is, well, I want to work with animals because I don't want to work with people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. I have to tell you that uh, like a dog trainer or just basic husbandry in general in any field, you have to be able to translate the whys and some of the hows of your work to the pet parents that, that have these animals. And some of the most powerful work we do is client education, mm-hmm. which empowers them mm-hmm. and is some of the most beautiful work we do from just basic at-home techniques that they can do to palliative and transition care in the hospice you know, well, I think, world. I think, you um, said it, I think you said it right. I think that part of what people don't expect, and it, it really is married to the misconception, and you're right, Denise, oh my gosh, are you totally right. Um, I've been hearing this for 20 years. I want to come be a dog trainer. I want to come work with animals because I don't want to work with people anymore, and it's always like that. I mean, for uh, you know, we always want to tell you guys, hey, you guys, wait a minute, step back, step back. Unless you're going to, I don't even know what it would be, unless you're going to work in a complete nonprofit setting where you're just working one-on-one with the animal and there is no owner attached, I suppose. It is a total people industry. It's a total people business and and as Denise is as you're just describing you know right now and we're having this convo it's really I don't know about you but for me in my life my pet career my pet industry career my animal services career my dog training career what have you my best relationships of my life this one included by the way my best relationships in my life are the relationships that were formed because of a shared love for either one particular animal or animals in general. And I see this happen where people really, in fact, I think you and I have a few people in common right now who came to this industry and said, I I hate people. I never want to work with them. I don't want to do it. And then they found this like commonality with these quote unquote people. And it's jumped up and they have literally transformed in such incredible magical ways because it was just maybe that they were missing the place to connect with people and animals gave them that space and gave them that gift. Do you agree or disagree? What do you think about that? Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And I believe that, you know, from a business perspective, we're only successful by the means of uh, the community we associate with, right? And the same is true for the clients that we have. And Mm -hmm. their want to make their pets better. I mean, let's face it, uh, someone is not going to bring their animal to you to get therapy, massage, 
desensitization because they're fearful unless that pet parent really mm-hmm. gets it and understands it. So then the practitioner finds this common bond with them mm-hmm. and truly their heart opens up and really wants to really, really wants to help them. And then their eyes and their heart opens up and they go, Wow, I not only am helping the animal incredibly, but I'm helping these individuals. I'm helping entire families. I'm mm-hmm. helping entire communities because mm-hmm. of it. It's so true. I feel like I've always said, you've heard me say this dozens of times over the years, but when people who obviously don't know me will say, are you in the pet industry because you like pets more than people? I never want to make someone feel bad for asking that because it's it's, an, it's a very honest, very obvious question. You know, I've spent my entire adult life and my entire career working with animals and the people who are loving them. But I always say, listen, guys, I actually love people first and animals second, which is, you know, for someone who hasn't been in the place of being able to have that connection with someone around animals, it's really hard for them to understand because it seems like you and I and our colleagues should love animals first and people second. But the people, right, the people are the ones that are really impacting their animals' lives. And if we really want to have the impact, like you said, the family dynamic, the family system, etc. But our best way of helping any animal in any situation is to really love the people. And it's so important. And I really wish our industry would just rally in such a significant way behind being owning it that it's a people business. It's a people, people, people business. No matter what you're doing, it's all about the people and it's all about the relationships and it's all about the shared passion. And it's so frigging cool. And I feel so, I hate this phrase, but I I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed. I know that you do too, that you've been able to live that experience out over and over and over again. Even when these folks walk into your classroom, have no idea what they're expecting. They don't know. They have tons of misconceptions, lots of fear, lots of whatever it is that's going around. Once they realize that you're there as a mentor to them and that you have that love for people, it must be really comforting for them. And I'm sure you're getting that feedback on a very regular basis. Well, I I will tell you, Jamie, probably the most, I always say I have a warm, fuzzy job because people bring their, when I was having a full-time practice, you know, I would make their pets feel better. I would make them feel better. I would help the animal companion bond. Um, Now, when people come into class scared to death on that first day, they have no idea that at the end of a week or coming up in two days, I have a three and a half week mentorship or a 10 month program. They have no idea that. And I've had students say it's life changing because they've fostered uh, relationships. And now we're all in this together and we're changing the course of the industry. We We are. We are on so many levels. And it really, it's it's a beautiful thing. And and now those are my warm fuzzies. And I know it sounds sappy and and all of this, but it it, it truly is why we're doing this. So every goal we have is to get to that end goal, I guess. Yeah, it's really, it's about having meaningful relationships in life. That is truly what this is all about. And this, we're doing it through pets. People do it through all sorts of things, kids and governmental organizations and volunteer. I mean, there's lots of ways to kind of find that meaning and make the connection with people. We're very lucky that it happens to be with four-legged and two-legged and feathered creatures. But, um, and that's, again, what I think this show's about, what our conversation's about, what we are as, what we as veterans in this industry are trying to, trying to put forth for folks looking to come in and or take their careers to the next level. To that note, on that note, since we're getting towards the end of our time together, unfortunately, I want to make sure that we put out to everybody, it's on the website, it's on the Pet Life Radio Network website, as well as my personal 
page within that, your bio and all of your contact information. But you know what? For poops and giggles, if you will, let's go ahead and just have you give that out. Would you give out your website and also your email address? Absolutely. You can find us at www.chicagoschoolofcaninemassage, spelled out, and I can directly be reached at Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E, at chicagoschoolofcaninemassage.com. Cool. And then you have a Twitter, which is CS Canine Massage, correct? Correct. Then you and you can also find us on Facebook. Oh, of course. Well, who can't you find on Facebook, really? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I think at this point, I think my dog has a Facebook page. But yes, okay, you can always find it. I would assume just doing a search for your business, the, the page will come up pretty easily, right? Yes, it will. Okay. And we'll have links to all this, guys. We'll have all, links to all of this on the website. So you can go and check it out and visit Denise and her, her business on any of these sites. Denise, one last thing. So I know that your next class, which starts this fall, is already sold out. Congratulations. And you have another class coming up in February of 2016, which is a 10-month program. Would you recommend that folks start finding out about that program now since you will probably fill up by when would you guess is your fill up date by then for that program? Well, we actually recommend that you sign up actually prior to December for that course. Uh, That course meets about three Saturdays a month for the entire day, nine to five on those days. Um, And it really is geared for people in the Chicagoland area. And then we will in a few weeks have our 2016 schedule for our level one, level two courses, which is set up a little bit differently along with our mentorship program. Okay, that sounds great. So guys, if you want to check out our career in canine massage, this is the premiere. We're talking to this person. Denise, you're the person. You are the person. And I know lots of people here at the show and they're going to think it's either going to be something they already know because they're choosing to download because of their interest that's already there, or hopefully you're listening and you are so excited because this might be what you've been looking for. And if it is, this is the school and this is the person from whom you would like to and you need to learn all of these skills and start your career with. So, Denise, you are a love and a dear and you're so smart and you're so committed and you're so passionate and you're so driven and it's just wonderful to be in your circle of people and I'm uh, grateful that you spend some time with me here today on my on my show and uh, I love all of the things you said. Do you have anything else before we say of work? Well, I just want to thank you, Jamie, for the commitment to this industry. And I know this sounds like a love fest, but I have to tell you, the direction of my work started from a conversation we had about eight years ago and really changed the course of this work along with so many amazing people that I've learned from. So continue learning anybody that whatever road in this industry you want to take, but always remember every day is a learning experience and it'll make you grow and it'll make your heart open and It'll make you happy. Oh my God, that's right. Grow and open your heart. That is really as sappy as it sounds. And we're two women talking about pets and of course, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is this is the real deal, folks. This is the real deal and you're hearing it here. Okay, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye now. Sadly, sadly for me and you, we have to say goodbye because that's kind of what happens. There has to be an end to this, unfortunately. But we'll, of course, be here for you guys. If you're looking for any information, you have Denise's contact information. Mine, of course, you can reach me. I need number of ways twitter k the letter k the number nine entrepreneur uh you can email me at uh, jamie at petliferadio.com or you can go to my personal website jamiemigdahl.com whatever find me call me tweet me smoke signal me please anything you need i want to help you figure this all out because that's what we're here to do all right guys have a great day have a great week we'll see you next week thanks so much for listening to me and my wonderful show and my wonderful guest and you see we'll see you next time everybody let's talk pets 
every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.